Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin and Mel, man. And I'm Young Lazy. And we are the Kind of Movie Critics. Sans-treasy. sans I almost mentally wasn't going to say anything, and then I was like, wait a minute, Treasy's not here. So <laughs> I felt like it was necessary to go ahead and go and say it. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing all right. Thank you for picking up the slack for the black man who doesn't want to show up to the podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> not me. So, um, yeah. We're talking so about, what, what are we? Uh, are we the Oreo three this time? Since we can't be the black. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that was bad. I'm sorry. That was so bad. I don't. I don't. I, I'm choosing to not go down any more racial things in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, because 2022. People, yeah, people are really years resolution. To me. So yeah, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be more positive in 21, and I didn't really achieve that goal. So I'm just gonna yeah. roll that shit into 22 and see what happens. It's okay. Uh, we're still drinking. Yep. It helps wash away the sin. Everybody's having babies except me and Corey and our in our group of drinking buddies. And so like it's just me and Corey now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I am very active in not reproducing. So um, <laughs> I have Stay a few strong. techniques. I have a few techniques. So can I <laughs> can I ask you guys a question? Sure. sure. What was your introduction to the Matrix? Because for me, I remember the first time I watched it, I was at a hotel with my dad. And he had turned it on, and we were watching it on, like, a standard definition TV. And I fell asleep, like, halfway through and didn't understand any of it because I was really <laughs> tired. But you guys are slightly older than me. You might have seen it in the theaters. So, what, like, what was your experience with The Matrix the first time you watched it? Well, uh, to our viewers, uh, listeners, I mean, if you haven't noticed, we're talking about the new Matrix. So, Martin jumped right on into this <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this bag of shit, as I will call it. Um, but to answer your question, um, I actually did see it in the theaters. I saw it in the tenth grade, and I, you know, grew up in Hampton. So shout outs to Hampton Town Center Twenty Four. It's where I saw it, and I snuck in because back then, you know, under seventeen, you know, you had to sneak into movies. So we snuck in saw the matrix with a bunch of buddies of mine and basically uh everybody after that talked about the matrix for like two weeks straight and it was amazing it was a great experience i i vividly remember it it was all the rage at track practice for the next couple of weeks and uh because i ran track shout outs to bethel bethel high school's track team um so uh my introduction yeah i saw it in the theaters I remember it being a very great experience. I remember it being something that, as a movie lover, I remember knowing that the world in the in movies was going to be different from this day forth. Uh, yeah, it, I feel to, like The Matrix and The Sixth Sense are like two movies that they kind of formed spoiler culture in a sense because it's like nowadays we have spoiler culture where it's like don't spoil stuff on the internet even though it's constantly getting spoiled but six cents people would see it and be like you have to go see it i'm not going to tell you anything about it and the matrix is the same way it's like you have to i think the the actual like marketing for it was like nobody could tell you what the matrix is you got to see it for yourself basically that was yeah. like the trailer for it or whatever i actually so those remember two movies yeah they they kind of like spawned like 
spoiler culture to me. But uh, Lazy, go ahead. Like, what what was your experience with The Matrix? So I was in college. I don't believe I went to the theater, but um, after I was a freshman in college, because I sound like a whole old bitch, but. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I didn't go to the theater to see it. I feel like I waited for someone to like have it on DVD or or VHS because we were in that weird range of like time where people had both. Um, and I also remember like, did I go to the theater? I don't fucking remember. Anyway, so but I do remember that um, like after the Matrix came out, it was like such a big deal. Um, and there were all these corny guys who felt like they were so enlightened because they understood the movie when literally everyone else understood the movies, motherfuckers walking around calling themselves the one and shit. So, (laughs) or I am the truth, like all kinds of weird shit like that. So (laughs) yeah, it was very impactful. Um, it definitely was something new and fresh. And I remember all the innovation around like just what they were doing on film and that it was just super duper new and things that like we hadn't seen before. Mm hmm. Yeah, I um right. I, I I actually remember the Super Bowl commercial. I remember the the you can't see me, but I'm I'm imitating the bullet time thing. Um, <laughs> you know, Neo Your arms re- flailing. Yeah, my arms are flailing. I remember I even remember that like Keanu Reeves' career, I'm not gonna say he was done, but it was it was a little rocky in in by the time he got to the Matrix. Was uh, the Matrix before or after um what was that? Point blank or point, point break. Oh, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was way after. Yeah, it was, it was after way speed. After, right? um, yeah, it was after speed. Like Yeah, but after he, speed. He was a name. But after this after speed, he had a lot of duds. And I remember it being like, yo, like, uh, I don't know what's gonna happen with Keanu. And then, you know, this movie took him into the, to the stratosphere, really. Um, but I just remember that. I remember it leaving the theater, you know, really knowing that like movies are gonna be different action scenes are going to be different and i have now witnessed another you know moment I, I, the the only one of the few other movies that i equate to that is also like jurassic park yeah had the same kind of feeling like yo this the world movies are going to be a different from now on and they have they have been much different from that point so. i'd i'd say like what's what's interesting about that is like specific movies that i mark along with technology which is which is nuts because two of them are valid and it's the same two it's the matrix we'll, we'll say like post matrix post jurassic park like movies that have held up and then the third one i would say we had that feeling about was like avatar and then i go back and watch avatar and i'm like mm, yeah. no. <laughs> but at the but at the time <laughs> yeah. it was just like this big thing that like yeah. this is such like innovative technology and now it's just kind of like Mm-mm. i'm over here like planet of the apes did it better but yeah right. <laughs> so so um when you first heard The Matrix 4 was coming out, I mean, the first time I heard about it was basically, I think Michael B. Jordan was supposed to be in it, and I, I guess Zach Penn was supposed to write and direct it. Um, but then it randomly, it, it didn't work out, obviously, because it's explained in this movie that Warner Brothers came to her and was like, we're going to do it with or without you, basically. But um, what were your thoughts when you heard there was going to be another Matrix 4, and, and how did you feel about the trailer when it first came out? So I was very excited because I I have been on this podcast for several years and I have declared that I wanted another Matrix. I have always felt like I wasn't done with the Matrix. Um, you know, the second and third one I'm a fan of. I enjoyed them for what they were. I know a lot of people kind of have mixed feelings about them, but for the time period and for what they were trying to do, I really enjoyed them and I always felt like 
I felt like I just wanted more. I wanted to explore that world just a little bit more, you know, and what that looked like, I don't know. I mean, they could have, you know, done what they're doing with Star Wars and just did a completely separate story, something, you know, but I personally was looking forward to another Matrix and I said it for years. I really wish they would make one. I really hope they do it. I want them to do it right. And then when I heard they were going to do it, obviously I was very excited. Uh, Where that opinion falls apart is when I saw the trailer. And y'all have known, I've been very vocal about the trailer. It's one of the few trailers I just wasn't excited. Um, I saw the trailer and I just, I didn't feel anything. Um, and I think it's important to give context that you were yeah. like the trailer fucking guy though. Like yeah. you always, you, you pay attention to trailers, you know, yeah. when trailers are coming out, you pay yeah. attention to like shot for shot what's happening. Yeah. Like you're the trailer guy. Yeah. I try. I mean, don't, and I've been wrong. I've had some movies, the trailer, I thought it was trash and ends up being great. I've had some, you know, I thought were great, end up being trash, but I saw this trailer and I just was like, there's nothing about this trailer that reminds me of anything from the original movies. Like, I didn't see anything groundbreaking. I didn't see anything that looked cool. I just saw, I just, I don't know what I saw, honestly. I just, all I know is that I was not excited. And that really, really concerned me because we live in an era where Hollywood isn't, it, they're not going to hold back. They're going to put the dope shit in the trailer. As much as we wish they wouldn't, they still right. do. So I was sitting there going like, nah, I don't think they're holding anything back. Like this, this is it. And, you know, this movie was birthed and conceived prior to the pandemic. So then I was like, yeah, you can't even blame the pandemic. So, um, so yeah, that when I saw the trailer, I was really, really concerned. And as you will, as all our listeners will find out very shortly, I hated this movie from, from the very first frame. So, um, I was kind of indifferent about them having another Matrix. The Wachowskis, after the first Matrix, have been relatively disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they have these broad ideas that might be really cool, but this the execution of them is just horrible. Um, <laughs> I... I just hadn't been super impressed with anything after the first Matrix. The second and third Matrix, I was just like, this was such a good movie that they just couldn't, they couldn't replicate it. And everyone wanted to know what was going to happen in this universe. And then they just overcomplicated it in a way that was just unnecessary and muddy. And I just didn't, didn't care for the second or the third movie. The third movie I really hated. Um... And then, you know, with, I actually, I'm warm on Cloud Atlas. Um, I'm yeah, less I like warm Cloud on. Cloud Atlas. I mean, Cloud Atlas is cool, but it, it ain't the Matrix. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the true, true. That's the, the true, true. true. <laughs> Only people who've seen that movie understand the stupid dialogue <laughs> at the end of that movie. Not say the true, true. Um, yeah, yeah. So, old <laughs> yeah. uh, on me. So, um, anyway. Um, I like, I like, I liked it. Jupiter ascending had the potential to be something great, and they just uh, they fumbled it, yeah. fumbled it, fumbled it, fumbled it so hard. Like to me, it has the feeling of like a Flash Gordon, or like some. It could be as epic as like a Dune, and they just they couldn't they couldn't pull it off. So I was just kind of like, they are not able to replicate the level of genius that they were producing in the beginning. So I had no faith that this was going to be good at all. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, what the, what in the blue fuck? 
like, uh, what'd you feel about Speed Racer? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you mean like the old one? No, the movie. The the newer movie. They did the they did the Speed Racer movie, didn't they? I didn't watch. Yeah, it. yeah, they did. I I didn't watch it either. I saw. It was, I mean, I like cars and I like chasing. You know, it was it was fine. The live I, action Speed Racer that's like ten years old. That one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah probably, probably more like fifteen at this point. But yeah, I've watched parts of it, but yeah. I just didn't. Like I didn't care. I I used to watch the Speed Racer cartoon, but yeah. I didn't. I, I think care. I think that sums it up. A lot of post Matrix, I just didn't care. You know, don't get me wrong. Cloud Atlas, I'm I'm indifferent about it. But a lot of their other movies, I just didn't care. But I based a lot of my opinions the fact that I I I liked Matrix one through three, and so I was like, well, you know what? If if you bring them home, bring them home to their baby, then maybe we can we can do something. But I mean, even George Lucas, you know, couldn't come home to Star Wars and and knock that out of the park. So I mean. There's no faith. So, I think on some level they were kind of like, you know how people say you were born in the wrong time in a sense, like, or you're like an old soul. I think they were like broken into the industry in like the wrong time. Like, I think if they came in now, they could do the Matrix, they could do a Disney movie, they could do an indie, they could do all different types of what they would want to do. But I think back then they were kind of stuck being like, oh, well, we, we made a great movie. Now they we're stuck making another one and another one. And now we're just stuck in this genre stuff that we don't really want to do that much. Um, mm-hmm. Judging by this movie, I, I think they want to do completely different types of movies than like action movies now. So I, I think that's kind of like their problem. I, I mean, but they had, they had the chance to do that and it was still not as excellent as the first thing they did. Well, yeah, I mean, technically the first thing, they, I never watched it. It was this uh, neo-noir called Bound or something like that. Mm, I never yeah. watched it. Apparently it's, like, really, really good. So they have it in them to do, like, noir. They have it in them to do, like, different types of interesting movies. Like, they could have been, like, a Christopher Nolan-type director, but uh, they just kind of failed <laughs> and failed or whatever. And it's, it's weird because it's, like, they they get so many chances that it doesn't really make sense to me because unless these movies are profitable, I don't really think most of them are. But they keep getting to do their thing. Like, I, I never hey, really man, understood if, if it. M, if M. Night Shyamalan can keep making movies, but I he, mean... He, like, he he finances his own movies. Like, yeah. he's he's betting his life, basically, on every movie that he makes, and they be, they come out profitable. So yeah. you got to respect know. him. It is interesting because, you know, the first Matrix is basically, you know, 20 years old and, you know, times were different. I mean, shit, they were different. They were they were, you know, identified as men. And, uh, you know, things there's just so much different. The movie industry is different. They're different. I I don't know. What's interesting about that is that if you. There's so many themes in both Cloud Atlas and The Matrix that are the transness of it all. Yeah. <laughs> like if you, but like we weren't, we weren't having those kind of conversations then. We just yeah. went over our heads. Like it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, even this, even this movie. I'd love to. I, I would love to have a talk with somebody about the original because I mean the movie's green. You know, like I mean it's yeah. it's literally has like a green wash over it. It's you know. I, it's an interesting film because I just wonder is like, did they just have a blank check or like, 
the original were they just like go make the movie if it makes money cool you know like it just happened to right. be this runaway hit but i mean it had a super bowl commercial which is a different mindset about how you approach the marketing of a film you know they knew that warner brothers knew that they had something special so they yeah. invested in it and yeah. they i mean they bet on it and they should have rightfully so yeah. yeah right so now um want to turn the conversation towards uh the Matrix Four. Um, I'm no longer Martin the Mailman. I'm Martin the Moderator, and um, <laughs> I just want to. I just want to start off by saying I think we all feel pretty much pretty similar about this movie. So maybe we could um, try to subvert expectations for a second and say one good thing we liked about the movie, if you can find it in your heart, Corey. <laughs> um, the probably the only thing that I liked. Uh, I like the reimagining of Smith. I thought that that made a little bit of sense. And I like uh, Groff as an actor. I think he's a dope actor, underrated. Um, he, I like the reimagining of Smith. I mean, that to me, that makes sense in a computer world in this kind of, you know, the the Matrix is different, you know, different setups and things like that. Like that to me, I thought that was cool. And it was a time, it was appropriate to pass that torch uh, you know, because what's his face? I, uh, Hugh, Hugo Weaving, he, he's a great actor, uh, but I definitely felt like this was maybe a role that you could pass on to someone else um, and fill those shoes a little bit. Um, right. But everything else can go to hell. Uh, what about you, Lizzie? I like that Thelma Hopkins got to be in a Matrix movie. That's all I got. <laughs> Wait, which one was Thelma Hopkins? She was the other old black lady <laughs> that showed up oh. with Jada. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who is she's oh. not she's not that old. She's not in her nineties, but she is she's considered Thelma Hopkins. You know who Thelma Hopkins is. Aunt Rachel oh, yeah. from Family Matters. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the sister oh, wow. from Gimme a Break. Right. She's also the sister on Family Reunion. She plays the Red Divine sister. Anyway. I was like, Oh shit, <laughs> Thelma Hopkins. That's all I, I got. <laughs> I guess for me, um, a lot of it is probably some of the messaging in the movie that I liked. Um, there's this really specific thing. Uh, I'm, it's not word for word, but something that uh, Neil Patrick Harris says. Uh, well, spoilers, because we're going to spoil the movie anyway. There's, that Lizzie says it in the beginning of the podcast anyway. But um, he says something to the effect of like people would choose to be like emotionally manipulated and enslaved. Um through like the digital world which i mean that's literally social media <laughs> and and that's mm. literally like our society right now and the fact that people like actually choose that i mean i'm not i'm guilty of it myself so it's just little stuff like that um i think was like a really brilliant idea but the i don't think it's executed or shown in the movie that well i think she'll talk about something through these characters but like the execution of it and it's never it's never really in the plot for you to really see what she's doing. I think that's what kind of makes this a bad movie, in my opinion, even though it's uh, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. But. Well, I was going to piggyback, too, is that, you know, what I think I liked about The Matrix was that The Matrix, the original, I mean, now we look at the, the concepts and ideas from that film and they're not foreign anymore. Like they're very clear as day. But I think back then, a lot of those themes about being, you know, attached to this world and the digitalness and like 
you know, in the, you know, I mean, they, they do it in this film, like the repetition of a day kind of thing. Those were things that I think some people kind of thought about, but it was like, it brought a, a, a very small idea and brought it to the front. And like, but with this film, it's like, we all know that. Like comparing social media to the matrix is like, oh, cool story. Like we all are able to come come up with that our, that idea on our own. You know, like you you didn't you didn't bring to to the front street something radical, you know, like it that's I mean, why I, was, I mean, I think I think smart people know that. I think most people engaging with social media don't know that yeah. they're being emotionally manipulated for engagement for clicks yeah. for money basically it just doesn't shock me it's like oh yeah of course well, like other people have made the same types of arguments and the same type of you know cases in just different media you know so the, the matrix is a is like a a fresh take on the allegory of the cave it's not an original idea no at no. all so and, and, and i mean like that's how fucking old is the allegory of the cave? Like, it's not an original yeah, idea yeah. at all, but it was a fresh way of like presenting this alongside, like presenting the allegory of the cave as like a messiah trope. I'm with it. And I think like at that point, it was ahead of its time um, because we didn't, we knew that it was telling us like, hey, you're being manipulated with these images, but they're not real. And the life that you think that you're living as a result of being within this, um, the the limits of the manipulation, <clears throat> like it's it's just what's being presented for you. It's not something that you're actually controlling in the ways that you think that you are. Cool. What I don't think that we as a society realize, because we were just at like the dawn of the inf- information age, right? Um, you know, old people didn't have email addresses at that point. Like they didn't have to. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um. And now, like, my 90-year-old grandmother has to have one. So, like, we were we were in the infancy stages of the information age. I don't think that we, at that point, I thought we thought this was clever, right? And, like, yes, we're being manipulated. But I don't think that we thought about how much further that would go um, yeah. in our society. Um, with, like you said, with the... Um, with the invention of social media and what that does to our brains and like how it is curbing behaviors generationally and and what is the result of it. Like, I don't think we thought that far in advance. I I also think like at this point it's reiterating the same ideas. Um, It's just saying, Hey, like none of us escape this thing. It's still present. And these are the ways that it's impacting us. But was what was kind of like lame was that she felt the need to like beat us in the head. Yeah. She yeah. couldn't let it be smart on its own. It just felt like Keaton Ivory Wayans was walking past going message the entire movie. It was just and yeah. then all the callbacks as though we wouldn't know what we were looking at. Like we fucking know what this means. Like calm down. Like you, you know what I mean? I don't need I don't need 50 million flashbacks to the, like there's so much footage of like i want to know how many minutes of this movie is footage from the original yeah it's ridiculous I, i'm with you like it just it it tried too hard and you know while also original, not trying hard enough yeah and yeah <laughs> and then the original doesn't do that you know mm-hmm. the original is like yo here's this idea and good luck you know, I mean, I, there were people who were co- very confused about the Matrix. I re- I remember that back in the day, uh, and like, 
now it's like you're not confused anymore. Like this movie just spoon fed it entirely to you. Yeah, there was so there was so many people interpreting the Matrix like so many mm-hmm. ways. I mean, I think Lana addresses this in the film. Whereas, like, I remember when I was like young and watched the Matrix and going to church, like people in church really thought like the Matrix was about Jesus for <laughs> for some reason. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a messiah, it's a messiah story, story for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But they were so like Star Wars. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and obviously and Harry Potter for about, that matter. Yeah, the trans <laughs> allegory that's going on. Um, it, the Matrix mm-hmm. spawned like the red pill community, which I mean, if you guys want to look that up, you can. But it's kind of just like a community of um, men's rights type of people, or something like that. Oh, um, that's different. It's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, there's so many people interpreted the Matrix so many ways. I think she felt like she had to come into this movie and say like no, you're wrong. You're stupid for thinking that. Like, that's what the whole video game, like, panel scene is. It's like people interpreting the Matrix certain ways and them all being wrong. So I I, I just feel like she could have done all this in, like, a Facebook post or, like, a Twitter rant or, <laughs> or even, like, an essay on, like, the New York Times or an editorial or something like that. She didn't have to, like, waste a Matrix movie to, like, Make, get Waste all this $150 million. Get, yeah, get, get all know. this off her chest so that that's pretty much how i feel about it um what did you guys feel about all the meta stuff that was going on in the movie um so i'll I'll reiterate i hated this movie um i'm gonna (laughs) say it many times before we're done today uh i really hated this movie uh i'm i'm from this day forth i'm just gonna pretend it doesn't exist um (laughs) i i i'll be honest i was a big fan of the first three and i there's there are movies that shape your childhood, their movies that shape, you know, even a little bit of my career, you know, just things that inspire you to to go out and do. And uh, I watched this movie and I just, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, the first 20 minutes I was texting Martin, like, what, what has happened? What, like, am mm. I in the matrix? You know, it's like, <laughs> is that, is this some sort of punishment? Mm. Like, I, I really hated this movie. I don't understand this film. I don't understand why it was made. I don't understand the choices. I don't get it. I really just don't. I, I mean, Keanu turned down Speed Two because it was on a boat. Like, I, I, I feel like if I read this script and saw The Matrix was a video game, I would feel the same way about Speed Two, you know. And he didn't. So I'm like, what happened? I just don't understand. I mean, it, it, it leaves me really confused in the state of Hollywood. Like. It, how decisions are made or how things get done like it's it it's depressing to be honest with you um it makes me just go like what the heck yo like and, you know we've had conversations about you know maybe this is just us getting older and like we're just not the target demographic anymore like mm. you know like maybe just movies like the original you know you know we've talked about this with star wars how they just rehash the same story over again you know, and and maybe the the target demographic is twelve year old kids, and or well, this is a rated R movie, so seventeen year olds. But like, you know, maybe we're just not it. Maybe just this isn't the state of movies anymore. You know, like, but then at the same time, even I find entertainment value even in Marvel movies and Michael Bay films. Like, I wasn't even entertained by this film. Like this this movie wasn't action packed. I didn't like it. I I, I don't understand. 
Like I'm I'm just deeply confused in it uh, about why this film turned out the way it did. The the first 40 minutes of the movie is a slog. Like I was just like I cringed. I did too, but like I cringe. I did, and it took me three tries to get through the whole thing. Mm. And that's pretty bad because I was like, oh, well, well, we talked about it. And I was like, well, I can, I got time. I'll watch it now three times. I finally got through the whole thing last night. Yeah. And when I got to the end, I was like, womp. <laughs> Honestly, I was womp halfway through. Uh, not even halfway. Like, I, I mean, I just wasn't entertained. Like, I'm trying to think of the first action piece that the real first real one is the where the the Merovingian shows up and that's a cringe fest in itself um even the train fight isn't even all that interesting um i had a, i made a list of all the things i hated uh I sent it to martin um <laughs> the, the video game theme i hated yeah. I, I don't that to me that's lazy that it's like you set the stage in the first three films that you were, you, they wrote movies that, in my opinion, gave off the feeling of like, if you don't understand this, then we don't care. Like, we're making a movie and we're going to get our message across and we're going to do it in our way. And then you spoon fed this garbage to us. And I'm like, where did you lose your values at? Or, I, you know, I, I agree. Part of part of it, though, I think, is that the original assumed you were smart enough to get it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you didn't get it, they didn't care. Yeah. But I also have seen shout out to people on Facebook who are like, you guys don't like the movie because you didn't get it. Yes, I fucking got it. It just wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I was telling Martin, too, like I went back and I watched uh, I, I got a new sound bar for Christmas. Shout out to me. And I was like, yo, I'm going to watch the the chase scene, the original, the the second movie, the car chase scene. And it's like 30 minutes long. Like, it's this, like, ordeal. And it's entertaining as hell. I watched it, and I turned up the bass and everything. I was like, this is what I'm missing. Like, I'm missing this just, like, action-packed adventure. And... None of that happened in this film. I mean, they built a fake interstate for the second film. <laughs> they built a fake interstate. Like, that's a level of filmmaking. Dedication. That, yeah. And you see that in the original films. You see, like, yo, we want to do this badass car chase that you've never seen on film before. And we're going to build an interstate to do it. You know? And and so when you see this and you don't see that level of dedication... I'm just confused. I'm deeply, deeply confused. Well, do you think Lana was doing this on purpose? Because people have said, like, some of the bad action scenes and bad choreography is on purpose because she's kind of, in a sense, putting up her middle finger to Hollywood, especially when it comes to, like, the unoriginality and the reboots and the superhero culture and the idea that we're just going to repackage something old and like make it a worse version of it and put it out. But why? Like, I mean, I, I mean, I, why have that be your legacy? Yeah. Why mm. have that be your legacy? If, if you have the guts to throw your legacy in the trash like that, I mean, Hey, I mean, you in a different tax bracket than I am. At that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would have rather you just not make the film. I'd rather you yeah. just stick to your guns and say, I'm never going to make another 
thank you. You know, like I would have rather just heard that, you know, don't, don't do this to me. I don't do this to fans and the people that, you know, these films really, you know, have an impact on. Was anybody else bothered that like Neo doesn't shoot a gun the whole fucking movie? Yeah, like Neo. Is that and is that and is that a commentary on like transness? He doesn't have a gun. (laughs) I don't know. I, 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 I read an article that you know maybe insinuated that you know obviously um you know Columbine and all those things that happened after the Matrix. Um, you know, if I were a filmmaker, you know would I feel a certain way that maybe I, you know, contributed to that, to that violence in a, in a did weird Did Columbine in a, happen after the matrix? I don't believe it did. I, I thought it did, but I could be, I could be completely wrong. Um, you know, uh, I'm, if, not, I'm not saying it yeah. didn't, but I don't, they went to see something at the movies. There might I have wasn't, been matrix, but I, don't I wasn't so. against Neo not having a gun. I mean, he had plenty in the first, but he there's a lot of great gun. scenes in the, in the matrix, the original matrix trilogies that don't, don't rely on a gun. Um, or don't rely on Neo having a gun, I should say. And yeah. so, I don't know. I, I I told you, I'm kind of at a loss for words on this film and the level of lack of entertainment value. You know, I I love to talk to a, a very modern viewer, like who liked this movie. Like, you know, I I, I don't know. Well, I, I think I had told you before. I think a lot of people like the messages is the messages mm. in the movie rather than like the actual execution and in itself as a movie, like in itself, basically. It's Are like, you talking about the original as well? You're saying, well, no, no. I mean, uh, this movie, no, the this matrix one. four people like what the, yeah, like, like the stuff you said before, Elise about her, like being very on the nose about her messaging and the things she's trying to get across. Like, People agree with those messages about blockbuster cinema and the state of movies and the state of art today. They agree about like social media and how we're all connected and it is kind of and we all choose to be in this like matrix type of thing. And, and they we, agree we're with, choosing to be sheeple. Yeah. We a lot of us that yeah. know what's happening to us, like we're not railing against it at all. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so, and, and and Corey was right. So it happened the same month. The the Matrix came out April fourth, and Columbine was April thirtieth. Oh, okay. oh wow! So yeah. you know, if 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 you had come out and said, you know, hey, we made a movie in the nineties, and you know, we may have contributed to some, not you know some level no, of they violence. Didn't. They did. I know. I'm I don't not, think they not, did. No. But if <laughs> if you know, I, I could see myself being a filmmaker going, okay, well, that hurts. You know, that I I would feel really crappy if. You know, I mean, the kids literally. What did they did the long leather, the leather jackets, and the and the and, yeah, they know. had they had um, no. trench coats and stuff. Yeah, so, but I could accept that if you had come out and said, "Hey, listen, you know, we made a movie in the '90s and things are different, and now we're gonna just approach this a little differently." But um, don't make a shitty film. Uh, that doesn't give you the right to make a shitty film either. You know, how do you feel about Yahya Abdul Mateen as Morpheus two point oh? The things that they wrote for him to say are just god awful. Yeah, um, I, I like him as an actor. Um, I think he he's done a, a few things. I, he stands out to me as an actor, so I, I like him. But um, I Morpheus two was completely unnecessary. Uh, I don't. I think it was kind of kind of corny. I, I just thought it was lame. Um, ironically, like I said, I supported 
uh, please don't turn this into something, but I did like the Smith reimagining. He's white. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean, Morpheus this, was Smith also. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, it just, it, it, it was sloppy to me. And, and then they were like, oh, we're awakening programs now. And I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. What, what, what are we, we're awakening programs? And so I just, I, I thought it was, it didn't do it justice. Like there was a part, it felt forced. And then he becomes the sidekick. He's like the little digital sidekick in the end. And, and him and the, the rendering of Morpheus in the real world was just ridiculous. I did yeah. not need to see him in, in the real world. So that's my thing. Maybe I could have been okay with the reimagining of Morpheus, they turned him into a like a sidekick henchman, you know, and like the original Morpheus wasn't that. Lawrence Fishburne did so much in the original Matrix and deserves the credit and 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 for owning that character. And you you took that character and you really reduced it. And I think that's where I don't like the reimagining. I think you really just took away a lot of the value that Lawrence Fishburne brought. So. I agree. Yaya Yaya plays. Morpheus as very like fanboy of Neo, which was weird. And it's like, but he isn't Morpheus. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, you're not Morpheus, you're a program. Morpheus was a real person and Morpheus is dead. You yeah. calling yourself that is weird. And them explaining like how Neo and Trin Trinity are alive and, and what Morpheus is. And then it was just, I was I was very much okay with the new characters like fanboying out over over Neo. But to make Morpheus do it was weird. And just the way that he doesn't have the gravitas to be Morpheus. Like Yeah. He didn't he didn't have the the confidence. He just didn't And he I'm kept saying you. that. He's like, Oh, is this okay? I thought yeah, about like, it. Morpheus. But like I'm trying to be Morpheus, but like yeah. I'm not really and I get I get that that's also like Yo, a commentary on like all, rebooting things and regurgitating them, and it not—it's a copy, so it's not quite the same. It's never gonna feel mm. exactly the same. But like, there's ew. a scene. <laughs> there's a scene where he's watching the movie, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like what he's like, I'm he, that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. Hey, look, there's the movie that's not real, but you really did watch 20 years ago. Like, stop it. And you, you know, I, I'm thinking back, like Morpheus was so confident in Neo. And and I remember in the original movies, like nobody believed Morpheus, you know? Like Morpheus kept saying, no, this dude is it. This dude is it. And y'all are going to believe me and he's going to save the damn day, you know? And and you're right. He just, he, how can you not be confident, you know? And then the suits, the, oh, it was awful. Awful, 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 awful. Him and them fucking Cam Newton suits. I know. It's <laughs> so, like, don't get me wrong, awful. man. Morpheus definitely had his fashion, but like, so did everybody in the Matrix. Everybody was wearing purple and green and weird shit, you know. And it it that felt even more. It's like I never thought of Morpheus as the extra one from a fashion sense. Mm -hmm. Everybody had weird fashion, and like, and then you made him extra. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt my heart. This movie hurts my whole heart. <laughs> Did, no. did you think they did justice to Trinity, her character? Because I guess mm. technically the movie is supposed to all be, be about her or whatever, but she gets very little screen time, I think. I, I think I, in a weird way, 
she wins by default. Like the fact that she has less screen time means they had less time to screw her character up. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, well, she turned out okay because she doesn't do anything. Um, I mean, Carrie Ann Moss gets to do what she did before. I don't have yeah. any issues with that performance. In terms of the depiction, I think that they are flipping, and it's on, flipping it on its head and then she becomes the Messiah, which is the transness of it all. But <laughs> which, yeah. and, and it's fine, but I agree with you. They didn't give her enough to do. This felt a whole lot like the journey to awaken Neo that we didn't see in the first movie, except this time it's Trinity. Yeah. yeah. So effectually, like, Neo becomes Morpheus and has to convince Trinity to come along. But it's, but all the shit that happened leading up to that. Which I was talking to Martin too. Like, the scene at the end where Trinity walks into like the coffee shop that's filled with like 40 SWAT members and it's like, hey guys, I, I'm just here to say hi. Like, makes no <laughs> yeah. sense. Makes no sense. And they're all standing outside like, we gonna kill this bitch? We gonna, we gonna kill this bitch? And she's like, do? I'm just gonna come in and I'm gonna I'm a say what I gotta say. And I'm like, you, at that point, she's a real person in the in the real world. So she's not confused by the 40 to 50 SWAT members that are all waiting for her to walk in? Like, I, ugh. I think people that would defend it would basically say, like, she's kind of been dreaming this whole situation or these this these series of events happening yeah. over and over again in her mind so while it will it is weird to her she's kind of seen it before in some sense basically yeah but yeah it doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me i mean for for me when she said she wanted to kick her husband in the face i was like oh this bitch don't like her life <laughs> yeah. So when they were like, so when they were like the kids, and she was like, "Fuck them kids." <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the directors of John Wick. I think his name is Chad. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, he was actually one of the stunt coordinators for um the ma- the the first Matrix, the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The original I mean, and to me, the John Wick films are more entertaining than this. Like, I didn't. Even the 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 stunts, the kung fu, all that, the action, none of that, none of that was solid in this film. I still know kung fu. Then why yeah. you got ass kicked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you, he definitely got his ass kicked. Man. I don't get it. It didn't feel like it was Neo. Like I was felt like I was looking at um, what's his face from Bill and Ted. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to be more positive about this film, but I think I feel like when I was watching the first 30 minutes, it was so bad that I just couldn't see anything good in the film. Like after that, even if they tried to like do something interesting, like did you did you hate the? I forgot what the dude's name is, the Mondrian or whatever his name, the Merovingian, the Merovingian, the yeah. French dude. Yo, yeah, the French that guy. was so. It was so forced and it was so corny and cheesy. I don't feel like it, anyone ever cared about him to begin with. So to have him come back was like, I don't need to see him. Yeah. And then yeah. all his dialogue was the the spoon fed messaging that, you know, I was just like, oh, great. That's that's what you came up with. That was the message. It looked, and the funny part is, I think it looked like all his shots were kind of close ups of him by himself. So mm-hmm. I feel like they filmed it. They filmed it like on another day. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like they just gave him these horrible lines, which goes to the writing of every character. Every character just had these terrible, terrible lines. 
And the Merovingian was the cringiest of them all. Like, I, I just, and he looked homeless, but you know yet what? his minions didn't. Right. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You know what was funny about that, though? Like, he reminded me, they kind of styled him. Did y'all ever watch, like, Fraggle Rock? Yeah. And the rats yeah. that used to fucking protect the ha- the trash heap. He looked like yeah. one of those fucking Muppet rats. <laughs> like it was yeah. weird. <laughs> and it's crazy because um I remember um I didn't rewatch it, but the fight scene from the Merovingians minions, they they fought in this kind of entryway to a house or whatever. And it, I remember it being really cool. I remember it being a lot of fun and, and very interesting. And um, you know, this this fight scene that that happened. Didn't didn't do any of that. So, hey, was I don't know if it was my TV, but did the bullet time some of that stuff look like super weird? Like it was like the yeah. frame weight was off or something. I like think that? they did that on purpose. Oh um, yeah. Which I I don't know, but that, <laughs> yeah. to me I don't I don't count that as bullet time. You know, yeah, and then the other thing too is that bullet time was a way to represent, you know in a cool fashion how they're able to how what what goes through their mind and their experience when they're dodging you know the bullets and stuff right yeah it's not meant to be the world is really slowing down you know right. like and, and and then you t- so you you took that and you turned it into something over in fucking x-men <laughs> yeah like you you turned it into something that just didn't make any sense and it didn't align with what the original the original was just like hey we're gonna do this really cool thing to really amplify what's happening here you know and um it didn't work it didn't i hate that they called it bullet time in the movie though like exactly i hate that the movie like called it what we call it was weird i didn't like it i didn't like that the meta-ness of that like i didn't like it i don't I, I just wish someone put a stop to this. I wish someone was like, no, don't do this. Just tell the story. I would have rather you just told the story like how Star Wars did it. Star Wars was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to rehash the same story, but we're just not really going to say that's what we're doing. You know, this one literally is like, we're doing it. And guess what? We're doing it. And I'm yeah. just like, that's f- stupid. So I think I think I disagree with your earlier point now that you've said that. I think that Star Wars can do that because they're trying to create new Star Wars fans. So, yeah. you know, if you're what year was that? 2015 in 2015, if you're a little kid, then like, you know, mm-hmm. Star Wars is shiny and new to you. This movie yeah. is not meant to create new Matrix fans, I don't think. I, think, I don't think so either. I think um, it's meant to like be marketed to us. Whether yeah, we like it or not. <laughs> I know, and I don't. I'm, I'm. Like I said, I'm confused because there's a part of me that feels like maybe that's what they're trying. Like, hey, we're just gonna do what Hollywood does, rehash it to a new audience. But then it's like, man, the original. Go watch the original. Like, just watch that. I don't know. It's telling you all the same things, but you just yeah. we just didn't have. I think I think that if the Matrix comes out now, it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. to the original matrix 1999 i think if it comes out in 2021 as that story mm-hmm. um without updating any of the technology we're just saying it's set in 1999 right yeah. i think mm-hmm. if it comes out now we still get it yeah it it has additional context because of the ways that technology has advanced or changed or shifted what have you um 
our behaviors, mm. but it still works. We're right. just, we're no longer talking about the news and the TV. We're now talking about social media and the yeah. movie still works. <clears throat> um, Before I wrap this up, one thing I do want to say is uh, the, the idea that like, that Keanu or Neo would be depressed about making a sequel to a video game is ridiculous to me because like <laughs> video games have so many sequels, especially like successful ones. Like I think the closest thing to the to like a video game auteur is like Hideo Kojima and he has like five plus Metal Gear Solid games. So and yeah. they just keep going on and on and on. So the idea that like oh, I made a trilogy and I'm an artist so I would never make another video game is like completely ridiculous because <laughs> yeah. even if you're not there, even if you're not like the head game designer, like people are just going to keep making them. And or, I, I, and it is one of those art forms that's like they do really try to like improve upon the game mechanics, the story, everything from each like installation. So that that was kind of... Like I think that was like the wrong metaphor for them to use, but um, what do you think would have been better? Well, no, don't do it. Yeah, just <laughs> don't. Like, don't do this storyline where you put your yeah. own movie in the movie. Like, don't do that. Just I, I would have been. I'm not gonna say I would have been better, but I would have been better with just saying, "Hey, when Neo died, we stuck his ass back in the end." You know, and like. Now we have to go get him. Like, just leave it at that. Like, I think they could have made to. him. Go ahead. What? No, I'm saying they could have made him. They could have made him the same that he was in the original movie. He was like a software tech or like an IT guy or something. Mm-hmm. Just stick him back in and say, "Hey, you're an IT guy now again." You know, or you, you know, are a barista at Starbucks. I don't know. Um, I I, I don't understand why no one said. Yo, putting the Matrix in the Matrix is a stupid idea. You know, yeah. So. I, I think on some level, she was like, because they wanted to reboot the Matrix, maybe make a whole other trilogy, I think, with Michael B. Jordan. Um, yeah. And she was like, F that. I'm going to get these 57-year-old actors. I'm going to bring them in this blockbuster movie, and I'm going to shove it down your throat. <laughs> and, yeah. and there's nothing you could do about it. You're not about I, to just take my world and my um thing. If anybody's gonna ruin it or if anybody's gonna do anything to it, I'm gonna do it. So I think that's kind of how she felt. Honestly, that's what I thought they were gonna do. I thought that you know, before I saw the film, I thought yeah. you were gonna maybe when they were showing all those scenes from the original movie that looked similar but weren't, I thought what they were gonna do is show like the perspective of another person in the Matrix who was mm-hmm. seeing you know, a guy crashing a helicopter into the side of a building and being like, whoa, what is that? And then kind of taking their journey through the Matrix and then I, eventually... I think they kind of they do that with Jessica Henwick's journey. They try, uh, yeah, with, yeah, with Bugs. They tried yeah. to, but I, I thought they were going to rest the story on that. I think that was a stronger element that you could have rode. Like, yeah. hey, the things that you did in the Matrix affected other he, other people. And it can affect their journey. And I, I just, I thought that would have been a cool way to kind of, you know, then maybe eventually bring Neo back. Or maybe at the end of this movie, someone goes, guess what? 
yo, Neo's still alive somewhere. You know, like, I don't know something, but. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, think, like Force Awakens with Luke Skywalker at the end mm-hmm. type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think it it could have, we, we could have just Donnie Darko'd it and we could have just played with the idea of like, was Neo schizophrenic as opposed to making it a video game. And mm-hmm. I think like the messaging around the analyst and um, what they're trying to say about evil therapy <laughs> um, and, and what therapy can potentially do to damage you in the ways that we're over-therapized. Um, I think that that messaging would have gone a lot further if we hadn't stuck it in a video game. I just would have make him think he's crazy, gaslight him. Like, that to me, I mean, which is what they did, but like the way they explained it away was kind of like, yeah, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we we rebuilt a whole human being, you know, we just did, we just we just did it. So I don't know. How'd y'all feel about the robot sidekicks? It was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, I don't have a problem with because at in the resurrections, it's like the. The um the machines and the humans are at peace, but obviously they say that's not gonna last. But the way they tried to, I don't know. I just kind of feel like Lana Wachowski is like trolling us, cause like the little the little robot that like gave a fist pump to somebody else. I'm like, come on, guys! <laughs> like, there's no kids watching this movie to even like think that is like cool or cute or anything. Like, there's adults watching this. Like, what are you doing? Or one of them like looked like a hawk or something like that for no reason. <laughs> like, why would a machine look like a hawk? Like, it yeah, don't, it don't make and no like, sense. because all the machines that kind of represented, you know, the the machines all looked like the sentinels and the machines. Like, yeah. I thought too. Like, I was hoping we were gonna learn more about the machines. Like, learn, you know, like, you know, who's their leader and all that other fun stuff. And they didn't even go down that road. No. Skynet. <laughs> no. It's Skynet. Yeah. They yeah, were. like let's find out a little <laughs> bit more about Skynet. I, I don't know. I just, I just honestly, I wish Lena would have done the the I, pull a James Cameron, make your movies, and and if they're sequels, disown them. Like, I just don't understand what got you back in the saddle for this film. And then, you know, then there's a part of me. It's like because technically the first three were done by the by the two of them, correct? Mm-hmm. So now I'm part is like, yo, was someone else pulling more weight than you? Yeah, like was Lily the better person? Yeah, like was she? <laughs> Were was they she balancing the... each other out? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, Martin informed me they didn't have the same stunt coordinator, um, which is another thing that a lot of people, I think, younger people now won't realize. Like, you know, uh, grew up in the Wu Tang era. Shout outs to Wu Tang, <laughs> and you know, watched like they told us, watched some of those kung fu movies. What I remember about The Matrix was like, oh, we're going to do the crazy kung fu, but we're going to give you this kind of cool reason why we can do it. You know, like, because prior mm. to that, it was just like, oh, that's just that's just kung fu. Like, they just do that in those movies, you know, whereas this was like, there's a reason for it. And it's it's got this cool tech wrapped around it, you know, and like, they didn't even do that. So, yeah, it's um, a massive disappointment. But yeah. Would you guys be interested in watching a sequel, another Matrix sequel? No, not at if all. somebody else did it? I don't yeah. know that I'd be interested, but I'd feel like I had to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I, like I this, mean, this, uh, this franchise is pretty much dead now. Because I, I don't think it was 
and didn't do very well at the box office. No, not at all. I'd probably watch it if I had to, you know, in the same way I watched this one, you know, on HBO. Um, I It's one of the few times I think a, a new director should take it up. I think they should let someone else do it um, just to see if this franchise really has the ability to stay, um, you know, if it has the power or if it's just a one-time kind of fluke, you know? So... Uh, so that was our Matrix 4 review. We're the Kind of Movie Critics. You can find us on all socials at Kind of Movie Critics on Instagram and Facebook and Kind of Movie Critics on Twitter. They call us Kind of Movie Critics because we kind of are, we kind of not. We're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. Thanks. This has been an On Ear Network production.